Hello, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. We have a very special episode for you today. In these times of social distancing and quarantine due to COVID-19, I'm looking to use this podcast as a way to deliver critical information to you in this time of uncertainty. Today's guest is Paul Edick, the CEO and chairman of Zeris Pharmaceuticals, makers of Gvoke PFS, a shelf-stable liquid glucagon in an easy-to-use pre-filled syringe. Paul's joining us on the podcast to talk about Xeris' new program with PillPack from Amazon, offering free delivery of Gvoke during the COVID-19 pandemic. They're also offering a $0 copay for those with commercial insurance and are working to ensure those without insurance and Medicare or Medicaid pay the lowest over-the-counter price for Gvoke. Adjusted schedules, added stress, and isolation can all affect blood sugar levels, and at this time it's more important than ever to have a solution nearby for severe hypoglycemia. This is not a sponsorship, just an effort to spread the word about a solution that could be exactly what you need in a scary hypoglycemic situation. For more information, visit gvokeglucagon.com, and in a few easy steps, you could be on your way to getting Gvoke delivered to your door. That's Gvoke, G-V-O-K-E, glucagon, G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N.com. Welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We're telling the amazing stories of people with diabetes from all across the world. And we have a very special episode for you guys today. During this time of social distancing for COVID-19, we're trying to provide as many resources for people with diabetes as possible to make sure that their lives are a little bit easier during this time. So I'd like to introduce you guys, CEO and Chairman of the Board of Xeris Pharmaceuticals, Mr. Paul Edick. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, excited that uh, you were able to carve some time out for us today. Um, and you and I have uh, known each other really over the last 18 months or so. Uh, so for those, for people who are listening who may not be as familiar with Xeris, uh, let's talk about Xeris, the company, and then also give a little bit of information on your background and uh, just get help people get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Um, so... I've been in the pharmaceutical business for over 40 years um, with companies like Johnson and Johnson and uh, Baxter and uh, uh, the former Searle and then a company that was known as Pharmacia um, in various different jobs. At at one point I was running kind of international, um, part of the international business for Pharmacia. Left the whole world of big pharma and joined up with a bunch of guys who were raising money and starting small companies. Um, we started a company called MedPoint back in 2002, um, sold that business in 2007. I started another company called Dorada in 2010. Um, that got bought by Actavis, which is now Allergan in 2014. Um, and I ostensibly retired, um, didn't stick. And uh, the investors in this little company called Xeris called me and said, hey, we'd like you to take a look at this company. Xeris is a, as a company has been, was in its infancy for a long time. It was started by a group of founders. The main founder is the scientific founder, Steve Prostrowski, who's still with us today. Um, and it sort of evolved over the course of probably 10 or 15 years um, based on some chemistry work that he was doing. He's a, he's a, you know, a chemist by training. PhD and uh, was doing research at a company called Powderject on different delivery mechanisms. And he came up with the, a way to take products that are not stable in solution and make them stable. 
and and that's it's to put it simply you take the water out and you replace the water with other liquids. Um, and it's an amazing process because people have not been able to do it for years and decades and Steve figured it out. So uh, they started a company around that technology and then there's another delivery technology. In 2016, they kind of stalled. Um, it was a small company, 10 or 12 people in, in Austin, Texas. Um, and the Investors called me and said, "Hey, we got this little company and kind of stalled, and we need to really we need to go about it a different way." I took a look at it. The science was fascinating. Um, the intellectual property, the ability to protect our science, was outstanding. Um, and Steve was he's a, he's a really cool scientific founder, and we hit it off. So I agreed to take over the company, and we brought in a, a new management team. And since January of 2017. We've gone from 12 people to now probably 200 people. Um, we've got a product on the market, uh, Gvoke, uh, and we have four or five other programs in the clinic. So a lot of a lot of time and effort, and we've had to go out and raise close to 250 million dollars over the course of that period in order to do all that. Um, but it's been it's been quite interesting. So that's me and Zeris. Yeah, thank you for that. And uh, obviously, I think we're going to talk a lot about the science behind that you mentioned about making liquid shelf stable, uh, because you mentioned Gvoke, which is uh, the product I believe was FDA approved last year in September, if I'm not mistaken, and has been on the market now for I guess you know since since that time. Uh, so let's talk about Gvoke. Um, on the surface level, it's shelf stable glucagon. Uh, but I'd love to for, hear your perspective on, you know, on the product itself, why it's important and how it works. Uh, maybe share some trial results and, uh, you know, have a conversation to introduce people who may not be as familiar with uh, this new you know, glucagon product. Yeah. So the important thing, the, the starting point is what if, why is glucagon important? You know, anybody who is on insulin, um, as we know, low blood sugar is a pretty common occurrence and severe low blood sugar can happen to anyone. And, you know, people can go 10, 15, 20 years, maybe not have a severe low that requires rescue, but in type one and type two, it's probably gonna happen at some point to just about everybody. So our position is everybody who is on insulin should have glucagon. And then, then it gets to, okay, well, what glucagon, what, you know, Historically, the only product that's been available is a kit that you have to mix it yourself. And, you know, for anybody who's ever had a severe low, that just doesn't work. It, it, people can't do it. Um, anywhere from 70 to 90% of the time, depending on how you look at the studies, people get it wrong. They, they don't, you don't use the diluent properly, et cetera. But the mix kits just don't work. And I remember, and people who were diagnosed as children or teens may remember, you know, extensive training going on in the children's hospital upon diagnosis of this very complex emergency procedure that you've basically got to do on your own or with someone else uh, prior to the paramedics arriving. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the end result almost consistently year over year, there's, you know, 25, 27,000 deaths from severe hypoglycemia every year. There's 250,000 or more emergency room visits every year. 
So the current the product was not working. So the ability to make a liquid stable version of glucagon that can be put into a pre-filled syringe and eventually an auto injector is, is life changing for a lot of people because now you can carry it around with you. You can put it in your backpack. You can put it in the, in the nightstand, you know, where you can, parents can have them at the school. It's, it's totally different. And, and so now, um, the, and it works. One of the things that people worry about glucagon, um, is, you know, if I use it as, is my glucose going to go too high? The answer is no. The average increase was up to maybe 170 on average. Um, you know, how fast does it work? You know, it depends on how low you go. You know, in our clinical studies, if people, you know, we, we induce hypoglycemia, that's part of the clinical study. And when people get below 50, we rescue them and they go back up above 70 within an average of about 15 minutes. Um, people who went as low as 28 got back above 70 in about 30 minutes. So we're talking, even if you're experiencing a low that's, you know, in your, say, like lowest numbers you've experienced either recently or maybe in your life, within a matter of minutes, you are back at a safe range and feel like you're in control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, the, the cooler part about it is you can self-administer these new devices. So it's a pre-filled syringe. You pull the cap off and you inject, period, done, 20 seconds. Um, once we have the auto injector in July, you pull the cap off, you press it down in five seconds, you're done. Um, that's totally different than spending in our clinical. We did one clinical study and I'm, if I'm off on a tangent, you want me to stop, I will, but we did one clinical study where we actually had healthcare professionals, either pharmacists, PharmDs, nurses, doctors who were trained on how to use the old mix kit. We had them administer the rescue when patients were down below 50. And it took trained healthcare professionals over two and a half minutes to administer the old kit. In two and a half minutes, when you're at 45, you could be down to 25. Um, so, but with, with a pre-filled syringe, they could do it in 20 seconds. Um, it's quite fascinating. And it's really cool. I think I, obviously I've been privileged to see the tests and comparisons of the products in action. And so uh, re I am part of the key holder collaborations that you guys have, have worked with. And we're going to talk a little bit about more, more about those as we go on. But it's pretty remarkable to see virtually the same molecular product be administered so much quicker uh, and easier. And the user experience, I think, is so much more intuitive. And there's far fewer steps. Um, so you mentioned this is, you know, it's a breakthrough new product, but effectively it's still molecularly the same. It's still glucagon. It's glucagon. It's glucagon in liquid stable form. Um, the, the, the breakthrough is the ability, is the delivery. Because it's liquid, you can put it in a pre-filled syringe or an auto injector. And the more important part of the breakthrough, I think, is the ability to self-administer. Because when we listen to the, to the community, people with diabetes, and almost universally, people would say, I'd look at that kit and I'd wait and I'd, I'd eat and I'd do my 1515 and I'd do it again and I'm looking at that kit and I just, 
and and the doctor told me to wait till I pass out and have somebody else do it. It just makes no sense. When now you have something, you don't have to wait till you pass out. You don't have to sit there and have your anxiety level increase as your glucose is decreasing. You can you can pick when you want to rescue yourself. Um, you know, people are worried about side effects, and yes, it causes nausea and you know maybe a little bit of vomiting. The alternative, you know, none of us want. Right. right? And I think it's interesting too the self-administering aspect. You mentioned that uh, I think I think the number you shared was two hundred fifty thousand hospitalizations every year, emergency room visits uh, for hypoglycemia. You know, when you think of what you know, GVO could mean to the community at large, like, is there a, a goal or a mission that you guys have to reduce those? Or what is your sort of guiding light uh, as you guys, you know, go to work every day? Well, we would, we would love to have anybody who's on insulin have glucagon handy and have GVO candy. I mean, that's our goal. Um, I don't think you would ever eliminate ER visits because a lot of people have other underlying conditions that when you have a severe low and you have to rescue yourself, if you've got other health issues, you should still go see your doctor, you know, go to the emergency room, et cetera. But I think having something that you can self-administer, um, dealing with your severe low sooner um, will probably, once enough people have GVOC in their possession, should reduce the number of ambulance rides, should reduce the number of um, ER visits, and resultingly should, if enough people actually have GVOC, um, reduce the number of fatalities. You know, you look at the, the severe allergy, you know, market, with the advent of um, EpiPens, the, the number of ER visits and hospitalizations and, and deaths dramatically reduced. So one would expect a similar dynamic. At least that's what we're hoping. Yeah, and I think, you know, even the term EpiPen is sort of ubiquitous and uh, people understand it who don't have epilepsy or, or don't have, uh, you know, any other sort of other allergic reaction, uh, but they understand what that is. And I think you for you know a layman term and this may not be compliant so if regulatory says this is not compliant then i will scrub it but it's effectively a glucagon epipen uh, just quick easy application uh, self-administer uh, use in time of emergency uh, you know take your uh, you know all the thinking and kind of planning out of it and you're, you're able to be a- actionable yeah i mean that's the analogy great so we you mentioned this that you guys went into the diabetes community and you're looking for insights from people with diabetes from all sort of walks of life, uh, all different age groups, caregivers, uh, people who are, you know, like myself, who are sort of influencers or have a platform in the community. Uh, How did you guys decide to go that route? And and what do you think that you have, uh, you know, gained from being a community member, even before the product was available and sort of having those discussions that you mentioned about, uh, you know, getting deep insights and stories from people with diabetes who uh, interact with other people with diabetes on a regular basis and can kind of generalize some of those community fears and concerns around glucagon. Yeah. So the decision was easy. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you have a product that you believe can help people, um, 
at the end of the day, they need to believe it. And the, the only the best way to understand what that interaction, that communication should look like and sound like is to listen to the people you want to talk to. Um, you, it's as simple as that. And so the decision was easy. Um, and, and we went out and talked to, you know, through various means, um, thousands of people, um, you know, but the most, the most impactful group was when we did reach out to people like yourself, 40 or 50 people who are online and connected and, you know, have a platform and, you know, talking to each other. Um, and we, we actually, you know, we said, look, you are you're in touch you're you are a member of the community you are in touch with people with diabetes we have this is what we have how do you want to hear about that how do we talk what should we sound like what should the engagement look like feel like etc um and that really shaped everything that we're doing um it changed a lot of what we thought as well um, in, in just one example, we thought that, okay, this has got to be pretty scary. Um, and people tell us it's scary. And, you know, so we, we need to talk about that scariness and, and you and others said, Oh, no, 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 don't do that. We get it already. <laughs> you know, I was in, I launched a drug in asthma once upon a time and people, people said, well, here's how you should talk about that drug. And I wasn't too sure. So, and it was an asthma product that was intended for uh, pediatrics, especially. Um, so I said, well, why don't we talk to kids? So we actually brought in children um, and we had them draw pictures with crayons and colored markers and all kinds of things of an asthma attack. Said, draw a picture, what, what is asthma to you? And the pictures that these kids drew was they were downright scary. Um, and so we said, okay, well then you have your inhaler and you have your medication stuff, draw a picture of what that looks like. And they were, they shed, they had sunshine and, you know, fields of flowers and they weren't scary anymore. Um, the point being is don't talk about the scary, the kids get it because they are scared. Um, talk about what it feels like to take your inhaler the right way and the better drug and this and the other thing. So I've, this it's just something that I believe is the right way to go about listening. So, well, and I think it makes a huge impact, right? Because I remember being in those discussions about, you know, Hey, we, we think that we know that this is scary and we think that we should highlight those. And I think it was a, as a clear 90 degree right turn from, you know, most people in the room It's like, Hey, hey we, we understand the fear. We get to live that uh, help me with a solution. Uh, and I think even now, um, kind of transitioning to the moment in time that we're currently living in where, um, you know, most people are under orders to be sheltered at home or socially distant and sort of quarantined. Um, and there are dangers of hypoglycemia there as well. And, you know, potential for, uh, you know, running out of snacks and having food and, you know, your normal, uh, you know, general hypoglycemia incidents, uh, not, not as readily available to treat. So there is an, an increased risk. And I think, you know, isolation, stress, anxiety, uh, less access all play into that. Um, 
so what are you guys doing to kind of help on that, uh, you know, quell that fear and provide, you know, a solution for people during this time? Yeah. So, I mean, without question, it's well known that anxiety and stress can exacerbate low blood sugar, right? You, you can, you, it can happen more frequently and it can happen more severely. Um, and without having glucagon or a GVOKE, right? Um, what's the alternative? You call an ambulance, you call 911, you go to the emergency room. Right now, you can't go to most emergency rooms. You can't get an ambulance because you show up in an emergency room and you don't have COVID-19, you don't have severe symptoms. Most metropolitan areas, they say go away. Um, so now is more important than ever for people to have, have it in their hand or have it in their house. So what we've tried to do is, and the other two, how do people normally get it? They go to their doctor right. and they get, they have a, a doctor visit and they get a prescription. They go to the pharmacy and they pick it up. Well, when you're sheltering at home, you're not going to the doctor's office. A lot of the doctor's offices are closed. Um, you, you know, People don't want to go into the pharmacy. Uh, I went to the pharmacy yesterday. I stayed in my car. Um, so what we are trying to do is we're trying to interact, interact with each element of that. So number one, we are trying to meet with physicians either online, um, by phone. Um, we're doing seminars. We're doing 15 or 20 um, physician seminars on glucagon and especially GVOC. And our goal is to get physicians to call patients who are on insulin, who may be at risk, sheltering at home, make sure they get glucagon. Second thing we're doing is making sure that with the pharmacies, a lot of the chain pharmacies, Walgreens, CVS, et cetera, they have their own overnight services. So they can, they can overnight it to patients. Um, and thirdly, we're reemphasizing our partnership with PillPack, which is an Amazon, Amazon company. Um, it's they, what they do is fascinating. A patient can go online and sign up and provide their, your, you can go online, you sign up, you provide your information, you provide your physician information and PillPack will call your physician and get them to write a prescription for you. Then they will fill that prescription and get it to you overnight. Um, there's not a lot of people taking advantage of that yet. It is, it's extremely helpful. I don't think people realize that somebody will call your doctor for you. That's a new, you know, people think they have to call their doctor themselves. What we're, the word, and then the third, third element is, fourth element, is to talk to the community again, to say, hey guys, you can get somebody to do your work for you. Just go online, it takes five minutes, and they'll call your doctor, they'll check, and if, if they don't get a hold of your doctor, they'll keep calling them. They'll chase your doctor down They'll get you a prescription. They'll get you a GVO. Um, not a lot of people yet, but we're, we're really trying to help people understand um, you should have it because you're at higher risk. You shouldn't go outside to try to get it yourself. You can't go to the doctor's office. Here's a way to get it. And I think it's, it's so new and it's so revolutionary, like that user experience of go on, enter your information, and then, you know, in a short period of time, be able to get your prescriptions, 
you know, that's just such a different experience than I think people with diabetes and just people who filling prescriptions in general have experienced over the last few years that I think it just sort of seems counterintuitive. It almost seems too good to be true. And then, you know, now you, I think you guys have a, a really strong message right now that there's free home delivery available for, for GVOC. Um, how, oh, yes. you know, how did you guys, obviously that's a quick prioritization and people, uh, I think represents like a, an amazing innovation for people who really need things quickly and cost effectively. And access has always been, uh, you know, especially in the diabetes world, has always been a, a priority to talk about. So, you know, how did you guys come to that decision? And how, you know, for people who are wondering, all right, this, this product sounds great. I'd love to use PillPack, but you know, how much am I going to have to pay? And even, what if I have lost my insurance recently? What are, what is you? How are you guys helping to solve that problem? Um, so two ways, three ways. Um, first, the, you know, the, the, the pill pack is, is, you know, the delivery is covered. So it, it's, it's a free delivery. Um, we will be announcing, I think, that we're changing our copay to a $0 copay. So if you want to get GVOC, you pay nothing. You're, you're in your copay. Um, and 70, over 70% in, for commercial insurance. If, if you have commercial insurance, it doesn't work with Medicaid, Medicare, but if you have commercial insurance and you, you order GVOC either from your pharmacy or from PillPack, um, it's paid, done, end of subject. So that's 70, 75% of the population have com commercial insurance. Um, you order a, a GVOC from your pharmacy or from PillPack, um, your copay will be zero. Great. So I think, you know, accessibility in this time, obviously, we want to take advantage of, uh, you know, the, especially, like you said, 75% of the population with commercial insurance want to be able to take advantage of, uh, you know, the incentives for getting GVOC now uh, so that you're prepared in your home or on your person uh, in case of a severe hypoglycemic incident. I think the biggest thing, too, like you said, is right now, if you don't have uh, acute symptoms of COVID-19 and you go to an emergency room, uh, you're probably going to be turned away or, you know, not prioritized. So, you know, avoiding uh, hospital visits at all costs right now is super important. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you in Arizona, um, you, you can't get tested unless you are, demonst you are demonstrating symptoms that are severe enough to require hospitalization. Um, so, you know, believe me, I've tried to get tested. You can. So let's talk a little bit about the webinars with endocrinologists. You mentioned that earlier with physicians. So I believe you guys are doing 15 to 20 very soon um, and really just making uh, making endocrinologists aware that GVOC is available through PillPack. Uh, and that is going So hey, you might be getting calls from PillPack about GVOC. Here's how to communicate that to your patients. What... Um, you know, how, how have those conversations with providers been over the last few months? And then also, you know, as yeah. recently as, you know, around the COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah, we started, we've had a couple, um, so far there, were, I think there was one last week and a couple this week, the, the webinars are educational in nature. They're, they're kind of, instead of going to a dinner meeting that a lot of physicians go to, we've converted them into virtual meetings. And they're, they're um, conducted by a, a key opinion leader or somebody who's re well-respected in the endocrinology community. 
um, if it's for physicians, there are some that are for educators and that they're usually conducted by somebody who's recognized leader in the um, diabetes educator community. Um, and they're, you know, all about glucagon and why people should have it and, you know, what a severe low, you know, at what point, you know, should you be using glucagon? And then the new forms that are available um, and when to use them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they're very much educational about glucagon, you know, severe hypoglycemia and GVOC. Um, and the call to action has changed a little bit. So the call to action in those meetings is usually when you see patients who are on insulin, they should all have, you know, GVO candy. Now the call, call to action gets even a little bit harder because we're asking physicians, you should contact your patients and make sure they have it. Um, uh, and letting them know that we're also going to be contacting patients through mediums like this to make sure that they reach out themselves and either call their own physician or call PillPack or go online and do PillPack, um, call their pharmacist and see if their pharmacist can get their physician to write a prescription, whatever the means are to get glucagon, hopefully in the form of GVOC, but any glucagon, to be honest with you, into the hands of people with diabetes who are on insulin. Um, the goal is 100%. You know, we'll see. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that's always helped me uh, as a person with diabetes is seeing people who, uh, like myself or like some of the other key holders that you guys have uh, have activated and used is seeing somebody, a real person, going through that process and telling someone about it. So uh, I'm going to go, uh, you know, later on today, I'm going to make, because I don't have glucagon at the house right now. I do have a five-pound bag of gummy bears, which is not prescription, but uh, <laughs> is a uh was a great gag christmas gift so um i'll take it but i uh, i'm gonna go through i'm gonna figure this out because i think you know people need to know how easy it is to uh you know get prescription drugs that are that could potentially save their life in a crisis so um i'm definitely going to go through that process and you know do whatever i can obviously through the podcast and through uh, other platforms to let people know about that um for you guys, I know right now, like I think it's obviously we're dealing with this very acute, very right now in the moment COVID-19 response. So it may, may be tough to look past that into the future. But as you look at what's next for Xeris, uh, sort of in your product development and in, in your in your timeline, what, uh, what do you see there? What should people be on the lookout for? Well, um, first and foremost, we all need to get through this healthy and, and, you know, come out the other side of this. <clears throat> um, as a company, you know, this is going to change how we do business. I think it, you know, I think once somebody sounds the all clear on COVID-19 and we can, you know, begin to, you know, get our lives back on track. Um, I think, it, I think it's going to be some time before the, the interaction in physician offices with reps and all that is, is going to be back to normal. Uh, so we're, you know, we've got to think that through and use, use the electronic media to you know, help get through that period. Um, and, you know, and we still have a number of clinical studies that are ongoing. We, we have a clinical study in um, post-bariatric hypoglycemia uh, for people who have had bariatric surgery and experience um, severe um, low blood sugar when, when they eat certain meals. Um, we have a very important clinical study that is 
ongoing in uh, exercise-induced hypoglycemia. People who have people who are on insulin want to exercise, and it's incredibly difficult to do. Um, you know, glucagon can we believe can enable people to exercise without having to eat, without having to change their insulin, et cetera. Um, those studies are running; they're fully enrolled, and you know. Um, they may getting the data may slow down a tad because people aren't making return visits, but we're still on track. We also have um, a pramlantide insulin combination product that's in clinical development that we just finished enrollment and that's ongoing. So there's a lot going on. You know, we're trying to keep every keep all trying to keep the wheels on the car and keep everything moving um, during this period. Uh, and then, you know, going forward how we advance those drugs and others will depend on the data. So we'll go to the FDA later this year with the data from all those studies and um, see what our path forward is in terms of, you know, phase three and beyond. Um, and the most important thing in the, the really near-term future is we're still on track to launch the HypoPen which is the true, I mean, that's the auto injector, that's the EpiPen for diabetics, right? Um, the HypoPen still on track to launch in July. And um, I'm hoping we've, have, we've got COVID-19 in our rear view mirror by the time we get to July. Um, you know, there are some who would like us to be done with COVID by Easter. I don't think that's gonna happen, um, but I sure as heck hope we're done with COVID by July. Um, you know, and, and we can have a great launch of the HypoPen. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, like you said, continuing that that you know product innovation and uh, you know is so, seemingly sort of comes as a second priority uh, above getting through the the immediate COVID nineteen situation. And uh, I'm with you. I don't I don't anticipate that we'll be having this completely in our review by Easter. And I, but uh, hopefully by the end of the summer, uh, you know, if, if we can just all band together and do our part to stay a little bit distant and uh, take care of ourselves. Uh, I think hopefully we'll be uh, in better, <laughs> better terms uh, come July. So uh, keeping our fingers crossed for everybody for that. Um, as we kind of close, um, I'd like to give you the opportunity to you know offer any closing thoughts about you know Gvoke and and PillPack or anything right now. But also, I'd love to just ask you if you were going to deliver one message personally from from Paul to people with diabetes you know, what would you say or, or what group of things would you, or, you know, would you say to the community? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> you know, the first thing I would say is, you know, I, I'm not uh, a person with diabetes, so I can't claim for a second to truly understand. Um, but I've spent the last several years with this company trying to understand, you know, what you go through on a daily basis. Um, from a point of view, our point of view is relative to the blood glucose and, you know, low blood sugar, et cetera. We're not in the insulin business. Um, what I would say is I do believe there's a lot of people in the community that don't really understand glucagon, don't really understand its utility. Um, I believe have been educated in a way that it's a last resort before you, you know, when you pass out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there's also that it won't happen to me. Um, I would say there's a chance it can happen to anybody. 
you you may end up in a circumstance where you're, you get low and you can't get out of it. Um, everybody should have glucagon handy, whatever form they may want. If, if you like the old mix kit, if you like the nasal, I don't really care. Um, everybody should have glucagon if you have, if you're on insulin. We believe, I believe we have a, a better um, offering, a better delivery mechanism in the pre-filled syringe and, and soon to be the auto injector. But the goal is for people to protect themselves, right? You have smoke detectors in your homes. Um, if, you've, if you're on insulin, you should have glucagon. Great, yeah, and, and that's something I think that even in my time spending with the Xeris team, has been a little bit of like self-awareness for myself because I, uh, when I was diagnosed, I got glucagon and I certainly filled a glucagon prescription once upon a time. But over the years, I sort of adopted like, well, I don't really use that. I don't want to spend the the money on the prescription. So I think I'm okay. Uh, you know, and I have, I have good, I'm very fortunate to have good hypoglycemic awareness so I can feel when I'm low. Um, and you know, I've been very lucky, but I think throughout the you know, education process in uh, you know around this product and with you guys, it's really uh, reinforced to me that you know, as invincible as I'd like to assume that I am or like to think about it, I you know, in an, in an emergency, it would be nice to not have to go to that five-pound bag of gummy bears and eat till I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> more and just much nicer to just do a quick application and just trust that I have a product that's going to bring me back into safe range very quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, Paul, thanks, man. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I know you've got a lot of things going on, but um, you know this is, uh, I think, going to be really beneficial for people and always great to hear uh, from the guy in charge. So thanks so much for, uh, for coming on the show. Thanks, Rob. Um, keep your head down. Be well. Thanks so much for listening. I just wanted to give that link to you guys again so that you can get Gvoke delivered free thanks to PillPack and their partnership with Xeris, visit gvokeglucagon.com, G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N.com, gvokeglucagon.com. Say that five times fast. See you guys soon.